1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan Sighted Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg.
2: Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast on FanSided. I'm Lee. Todd, how are you? Todd's with me. I'm not just randomly saying Todd, that would be weird. Todd, how are you? How are you feeling?
1: I'm uh, I'm great. I am in day, let's see, of confirmed COVID. I'm in day Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I am in day five of a confirmed COVID case. So considering that, I'm actually pretty good, mainly because I have almost completely finished 12 ounces of a delicious uh, alcoholic beverage. Alcoholic beverage. Let me put the k sound in there. We should have talked about this in pre-brow. I-10. Leaking <laughs> one
2: show into another but anyway yep yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, for sure it's uh, we we were talking pre-pro and we're not gonna bring you fine people from india for listeners um into this because you don't seem to have a big problem with covid even though you've it's who knows so uh but anyway i think it's just not being reported <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah, maybe. But uh, or maybe they're just, you know, oddly enough, their healthcare system's better for whatever reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were That's talking nice. pre-pro about how many people we know that have had COVID um, this year. And it's too bad you brought up the COVID thing because I was going to say like, the reason we missed last week, if you missed last week's show, you didn't miss it. It didn't happen um, was because the Todd had been arrested for uh one of the Pride rallies, he was both pro pride and on the white nationalist side. So it was very interesting. I, he got arrested twice for the same thing. Neither what, of those true. My, my
1: face paint my face paint was fabulous. It and was. patriotic at the same time. It was. Uh, it was they, ballsy. People are people are really strange, aren't they? Yes, they
2: are strange. I mean, people, people are strange when you're a stranger. Faces come out in the rain a lot of times. I've I've heard.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, yes, indeed.
2: Yeah, we would have gone to a pride parade yesterday, but um, we there was something on the news and they never said where it was. I'm sure I could have looked it up on Facebook, but it was like, oh, pride parade. And it's like, OK, I know. Uh, look, I know I live in a southern state. And it's like, oh, shush, you know, there's a pride parade going on. We yeah. don't want to talk about it too much, Um, yeah. but yeah, it is what it is. I mean we've got these January sixth hearings going. On. Oh we're here to talk Seahawks, that's right. So Seahawks. Seahawks. The the mandatory mini camp, something happened. Somebody didn't show up. I don't know who it was. Tyler Ott, maybe. Um so it, it changed <laughs> changed it's our it's our mandatory Tyler Ott comment. So DK Metcalf here's here's my issue. He didn't show up for mandatory Mendy m camp. Yes. Mindy camp. That's right. It's a great show. So uh, mini, mini camp, he didn't show up, uh, which is weird because he showed up for the voluntary organized team activities this right. off season. And then his agent, his very intelligent agent, said, you know what, you show up to those. But the ones you actually will get fined for and lose $90,000 a day, you don't show up. Sh- don't show up for those. And I would have been to the agent. I'm assuming it's the agent who's advising him. Or his marketing team or whatever. But I would have gone to them and been like, okay, that, that's fine. Are you going to pay the fine? Because otherwise, you're telling me to show up for something that's voluntary and something else is not voluntary. Right. Um, And, and get fined and, for it.
1: And he, and he is not showing up for something because he wants more money.
2: Yeah. Which, which, is, is, which is ironic. Funny.
1: I mean, he deserves more money, of course. He oh, does. yeah. 100%. But, but it makes no sense, like you said makes zero sense to not show up for something where you get fined when he could have made that statement earlier when there would have been no financial impact. I mean I get that okay now we're serious because now I'm willing to put money at risk is like but like you said it's his money. It's not yeah. his agent's money. I mean to some extent it is that but it's nine thousand dollars of the agency's money or six thousand whatever True. percent they're paying it's, he's paying that fine the vast percentage of it. Uh, you know, I'm not overly concerned about it because we've seen this, we see this on every team, but I mean, we've, we've seen this with Cam, we've seen this with, I hate to mention Earl Thomas because things didn't really work out perfectly with Earl, but I mean, you see that with stars going into contract years. It's like, they want the extension. They want to let the team know that they're serious, you know, and th- I guarantee you guys, the team knows you're serious. more
2: yeah, exactly. money.
1: It's like, I'm pretty sure that Schneider has seen the contracts that wide receivers have gotten. He understands that. And he knows that you need a lot more money than what you got on your rookie contract. It's like, you're going right. to get... You're going to yeah. get... Even even if, even if God forbid, the Seahawks do something incredibly freaking stupid and trade him, which I know... Which is the like,
2: article I just put out this morning. But yeah, they, yeah. I don't think they're going to trade him, but you know, no, this is there to talk about.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's June. Haha, <laughs> ha, beat you. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, for, for, it felt like for a decade I said the Seahawks aren't going to trade Russell Wilson, and of course they did. But there's a world of difference between trading a quarterback who's 33 and a wide receiver right. who is— Who's
2: 24. Yeah.
1: I was going to say 23, 24. So, yeah. Well,
2: yeah, and the other difference— a
1: generational player.
2: The other—very true. And, and he's playing opposite Tyler Lockett, which helps him, too. Um but, Absolutely, but and maybe it takes targets away from him. But I, I don't think there's any argument that Tyler playing the opposite, drawing attention away from DK, helps exactly. DK. But yeah, it uh, takes
1: targets away from him, but it also takes attention away. Attention,
2: from exactly. I think the difference between I mean, Cam and and Earl is that they were really trying to go for their third contract. I think, and DK sure. is like, I mean, I get it. It's like that's the thing to do nowadays is to hold out, and I, I'm not. Just like you said, I'm not blaming him for wanting more money. He he should get more money. He will get more money, and he'll get a lot more money than he's getting. And hopefully yeah. he gets that from Seattle because I want him to stay in Seattle. But okay. two, two things. First of all, dude, just be patient because you're going to get paid. But this is your rookie deal. You'll get paid eventually. I mean – just just wait. It's not like you're a veteran like Cam and Earl were, who were like, right. okay, well, you know, I've made this much money. I got a second contract. I really want to make that money on the third contract. Are you really going to pay me? We know DK is going to get paid, but his contract is written as the stipulation for the collective bargaining agreement has allowed him to get paid. And that's why he gets paid right. what he does. Um, the second part of this is that, I mean, the Seahawks are a great organization for a long time. They've had you know, lots of players who have left who said, oh, man, you know, it's a great organization. They really care about the players. But the, at the flip side of that, you don't want to upset John Schneider, just like with Frank Clark. You're like, OK, right. You want to leave? We'll, we'll trade you. I mean, we're not going to play this game because there is a little bit of Belichick that goes with the sure. Seattle organization. It's like we're, we're not going to have you cause a scene. I, Cam, right. He didn't get Earl didn't get paid. He left. Right. Cam didn't really get paid. He missed first. 2 Don't try to hold the proverbial gun to the head of of John Schneider and the Seahawks organization, because it's not going to work out. They're not going to. Oh, I guess we got to pay him now.
1: It never works. You know, and I'm glad you brought up Frank Clark, because Frank Clark, I love Frank Clark. I love his game. I wish he was still with the Seahawks. Frank Clark is is not the equivalent of DK Metcalf, though. He just isn't. He's a great play- player, but DK Metcalf is a on a different level at his position, and that's all there is to it. I, I'm, I'm also, I'm not surprised that he's being impatient because this F. Carl is the guy who has repeatedly shown that he's not patient, and I'm not mocking him for it because that's his personality. Yeah. He's a young guy.
2: The wants ball. If you don't him. want the ball he as a receiver, the then there's an issue, right? It's like, oh, he doesn't exactly.
1: want the ball. It's like, you don't want the ball. It's like, don't play. If NFL. Exactly. Of course, he wants the ball. He should want the ball, you know. But he's very impatient about it, and he's been, and he's admitted that he hasn't handled himself in the best way possible at times. Overall, the guy's great. I was like, I'm not saying this. like, oh, he's a good. You know, the guy's awesome. I mean, I love the fact that he's on the team, and I don't mean just for his stats. I mean just for the person he is. Yeah. I mean, he's terrific for this team.
2: Effervescent and, and jovial. I feel like I just said a key in Bill uh, bit when the was the teacher. <laughs> Effervescent and jovial. I mean, he is Blair though, is. right? I mean, that's that's yeah, part yep. part of his charm, right? Is that this guy always has a smile? It's not like it's not like he comes in and it's like always, you know, grumpy and stuff like that. That would be different, and that's part of the reason he's becoming the. Besides there being no Russell Wilson anymore, it's one of the reasons he's becoming the one of the faces if not the face of the franchise yeah. and the fact that he sure. he's he's young he's extremely in shape he's a good-looking guy he's yeah. jovial people you want to like him um but this kind of thing um, is like i mean i easy I, to like
1: for yes. sure yes and this
2: kind of he's never thing
1: done is, anything to make anyone think oh, i don't know about exactly. this guy it's like he's never done anything
2: like he that. he hasn't been an off the field like, the she, like he gets, frank clark has been
1: yeah the only time
2: the, the only time he's ever done
1: anything. It is when he's like, he's pissed and he doesn't get to get the ball more. It's like, okay, yeah. that's, that's, that's what he's supposed to feel like. Cause that's his job. You know, he yeah, needs to yeah. keep it in contact with the framework he's, of the team, but that's
2: great at he's making gonna, Russell he's, throw he's, interceptions in the playoff game against the Rams.
1: <laughs> he's going to get paid by somebody he's for sure. Hopefully. And I'm and like, I'm 99% sure it's going to be the Seahawks. Cause they're not going to let this dude. Because, no, I mean, they didn't like,
2: trade him, so he's They're going to keep him.
1: Yeah, he's not in. Like you said, he's not into this third contract where he can start to see. Well, maybe he's going to start slipping a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's not the case yeah. with this dude. Like, there, he is entering his peak performance area. So there's yes. no way in hell they're going to let him walk. It's like, yeah, he you is- know, he's has been about rust, but that's a different situation. He is a waning not-
2: gibbus of a receiver at this point. yeah. Moon charts. I mean, he's not like a he's not like Julio Jones, who is a waxing gibbous So, any <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he is, he's, yeah,
1: he is going to get paid. He is going to get paid a lot of money, and I'm really happy that Cooper Cup signed a huge contract. I'm really, really happy that Renfrew signed a contract too, because it, that's the thing. It's like if he's expecting Cooper Cup money, it's like that's not going to happen. Because I think, he, I, honestly, I think he's a better receiver. But he doesn't have the stats to show it. And he's never going to have the stats to show it. Because he's not in that situ- situation. Yeah, it, I mean, He's not going to get that kind of a cut. Con- but it's going to be close. And I'm glad to see, because Hunter Renfrew, to me, that contract is like, that gives you the baseline that you're going to move up. Right. from. He's and gonna and have that's more of a, of
2: more a true comparison here, to Metcalf, too. Because Cup, right. Cup is like, he will, he has, he's been the fullback at times. He's actually lined up at guard. I mean, he will do, or tackle, I should say, uh, just kind of in the scheme, just as a thing, but he's still lined up at tackle and pulled as a tackle. He will do things Metcalf isn't going to do. Like, he can be a running back, Cooper Cup. I mean, he, you know, at times, and he has done that. And so I think the cup. Metcalf comparison is but I think the Hunter Renfro one is is very accurate and and you know you're looking at probably what 25 million to start with right because of exactly. what AJ Brown has gotten Devonte Adam yada 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 um he's not Devonte Adams and he's not Tyreek Hill either um Hill does things differently too but Hill's getting 30 million right and Adams is 28 but he's not to that level yet and maybe he never will those guys are or maybe even more special than Metcalf, but mm-hmm. I think, my well, maybe I think maybe, but he's not there yet. But he's not—he's not there yet. Correct. My my thought, my feeling, my fear is that Metcalf showed up. He went to organized team activities (OTAs) voluntarily, and then he got into mini camp, mandatory mini camp. Maybe his reason for holding out isn't the money. Maybe he's thinking, Oh, I'm at voluntary OTAs. I guess Russell's missing him. Maybe he's doing something. And then he's looking at Minicamp and he's like, Wait, these are our quarterbacks? Maybe I should hold out for a year and you know, I want to make the Hall of Fame. I don't wanna get thrown to by Geno Smith or Drew Locke. So maybe maybe that's what he's thinking. Which either way, it's uh you know.
1: Which, which, if that's his thought process, that's a terrible thought process. It's, it's not, saying.
2: but, I mean, it's what, you're thinking, I want to be possible? one of the best best receivers. In, it is, yeah, because you want to be one of the best receivers in the NFL, right? And if you've got these these two guys, no offense to Gino and Drew, or as we like to call them, Gino Locke and Drew Smith, um, yes. no offense to those guys, but they're probably not going to allow DK to reach a level of productivity that he wants to reach for the Probably. long-term because you get paid on your production, right? So right. if he's got these two guys thrown to him and his productivity isn't anywhere where he thinks it should be or people expect it to be, then that only hurts him long-term. I'm not saying that's his reason for holding out, but right. it's uh, maybe it's
1: 5%. 90% of the media thinks that's the case. Not about specifically about him, but they think that the Seahawks are going to be held back because of poor quarterback play. Right. I mean, that's 90 percent of the stories because it's June and the horror is me. That's what the story is. So the Seahawks didn't do anything with quarterback because like that. Gino Smith is not a terrible quarterback. Drew Locke hasn't shown anything. But how many offensive coordinators did he have? What, right. what did
2: for quarterback? Has 16 in three seasons. In the,
1: in no, the that's a, I'm lying. <laughs> so things like that. Whatever quarterback has shown anything in the past few years? Why the hell did they go get Russell Wilson? Does that not tell you something? that they realized that they needed to go get somebody else because no matter who the hell they put out there and the entire time Drew Locke was out there, they didn't get it done. They were incapable of it. They have a new head coach. They were incapable of producing a decent starting quarterback. That's not on Drew Locke. He was yeah. one of the failures at that position but they all were
2: yep they and all... if they had nathaniel hackett or buddy hackett whoever the coach is there then <laughs> then it would be drew lock probably would be better off than he is now if he had better offensive coaching while he was there it, so. it's and th-
1: even if even if even if drew smith and gina Locke are terrible this year Guess who has two number one draft picks next year? That's the thing. It's like you got to look past this season. And I don't mean – I'm not talking about DK has to look past this season because I really don't think that's the issue. It could be part of it. Like you said, could be like 5% of it. He's looking at that thinking, oh, my stats aren't going to be that great. Like, yep. But even the worst NFL quarterbacks, the worst NFL quarterbacks, they, they'll throw 15, 16 touchdowns. It's like, dude, you're still going to get to score. You're right. still going to get the ball in your hands. It's not like they're never going to frickin' throw to you. Like, yep. What kind of a season did you have with Russ?
2: Yeah, that's he ended up having, because he had multiple touchdown games in the last, he ended up with 10 touchdowns, I think. Um, But two or oh. three of those came, they, they were late. It was like Carlos Dunlap getting his sacks. They came late. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, the case. Oh, that's good. If that's the case, he needs to uh, realize he's like, dude, this is not a one-season career.
2: No. It, it does say – I know he's already getting paid, so he's not trying to get a contract. But even if he was, I don't think the other receiver on the opposite side, Tyler Lockett, doesn't complain. He just goes out there and does his stuff, right? And he got paid. He, yeah. He's going to get paid $25 million in, what, 2024, 2025? And and Metcalf will get paid. I, I guess I, that's the frustrating thing as far as a fan goes is that, you know, just just be patient because they've already proven they, they're okay with paying receivers. You're going to get paid. Just don't force their hand because that doesn't, you know, doesn't do anybody any good. But Tommy Lockett doesn't complain.
1: Doesn't work with the Seahawks, for sure, because next thing you know, it's like, oh, you're on another team. Yep. Uh, and they're not going to do that unless they get huge compensation, which right. – no one's gonna do that. So, oh, and even then, it would be a mistake. It's like, no, dude, you know what this guy can do. Yep. Draft picks are a crapshoot. And I just, just got through saying it's like, yeah, they have two number one picks next next season. Two number one picks. Two first round picks next season, which is great. <clears throat> but there's it's still a crapshoot. You still don't know what you're gonna get. So.
2: Yep. So, uh, one guy who won't be scoring likely anytime soon, Chris Carson. Um, I'm I'm kind of. I'm surprised by two things. One isn't really, it's almost an anti-surprise. But with Chris Carson, to me, this, the, the, he hasn't been cut shows the loyalty that the Seahawks organization likes to show to its player because Carson isn't going to play right. They're just not saying they haven't officially come out because he's, I guess he may have to announce his retirement or they, they, you know, have to say he's cut and they haven't done that. So when Pete Carroll comes out and he's like, oh, Carson, you know, we don't know. Basically, what he's saying is this guy's never playing again. Right? We just uh, don't have an official word that he's not playing, which kind of sucks because he's a seventh round pick. He he was, you know, great at times. But I mean, as we've said before on the show and lots of other people have said, you know, if, if you've made millions of dollars and you have a neck injury that could hurt the rest of your uh, functionality as a human being the rest of your life. Maybe just retire. I mean, you're gonna find other stuff to do. It's not like you're gonna lose all that money. Um you hopefully you've made enough general generational wealth at this point. Um but I just wish they'd come out and and either as as a bottom line thing, release Chris Carson because it saves them money or just say something. As far as a fan, I want Chris Carson to come back a hundred percent healthy, never have long term effect from this neck injury and be a beast that he is because i like chris carson but you know when it comes to well we have got this much money because they made money they created cap room with shelby harris this week wonder or last week i wonder why they did that we don't know chris carson saves them money It's like they're creating cap space i'm, I'm wondering if when they release because it's going to happen he's either going to retire or he's going to be released and he's not going to retire because he has to give up that money right So, maybe they'll work out a deal where it's like, okay, we'll pay you this and blah. But when they release Chris Carson, I wonder if that's going to be coupled with some other move, Baker Mayfield. Um, Sean Alexander, uh, as we spoke pre pro, huge fan, huge of Baker Mayfield, right? (laughs) Yeah, he is. The funny (laughs) thing is that he didn't, Alexander didn't even really say anything. He wasn't dissing Baker Mayfield. Per, per se, it wasn't like he he didn't come out and say, hey, oh, he's a terrible quarterback, blah, blah, blah. He came out and said, I don't know if there's that much of a uh, higher upside um, for Mayfield compared to, you know, Drew Smith and, and Gino Locke. Right. But he also said he didn't say don't don't sign him. He said don't trade for him. And I think that's important. He said don't give yep. up draft capital that may end up having as high a ceiling as Mayfield has. But I, th- I wonder if Sean Alexander and, – and I may be wrong about this, but I don't remember him saying anything specifically about them signing him. I wonder if they'd have – if he would have an issue with the team signing Mayfield versus trading for Mayfield.
1: That's an important distinction because he did talk about the trade capital, and, and I agree with him. It's like, yeah, I think Mayfield – would Mayfield be better than Drew or Geno? It's like – yeah most likely based on their history yeah he probably would be i think everyone agrees on that but is he worth it in the long and again everyone looks at this year like this is the final season of the nfl it's, oh my god <laughs> we got to win. like god do you not realize that there's a 2023 coming it's like everyone is like oh my god they have got to win it's like no they've got a plan for the future this is a freaking business and they want to be in business next year. It's not like, oh, let's have a fire sale and everything's done and we're shutting the doors.
2: Yeah, because the Rams aren't going to be in business in four or five years, but they're going to be really good until then. And the Seahawks are trying to build for ten years, five and ten years, just like they have the last decade.
1: I just don't understand that mentality. That people just don't freaking get it. It's like even if uh, if you had a guarantee, a written guarantee from God or Buddha or whoever you
2: or the decided, My Pillow guy
1: or especially from the My Pillow guy, that Baker Mayfield would throw 35 touchdowns and five picks, and he'd take the Seahawks into the second round of the playoffs, which would be actually a pretty damn good season, right?
2: And a Russell season.
1: So what? Who cares? What's he going to cost to keep him that next season then? Zero. The same money that you were going to pay Russ, that you didn't want to pay Russ, because you want to build a team. Like, Why can't people see this? It's like, oh, my God. You want one half ass decent season and then burn yourself again for the next four or five years? It's like, no, that's not what you want to do. It's like, I would be interested if if Sean said it's like the 44 year old Sean Alexander said that, uh, yeah, like, I'd be okay with him as a free agent because his point. Wait, did you say
2: 44 year old Sean Alexander or 44 women who have now gone after Deshaun Watson, who clearly did something wrong but will never be? Held accountable for that. At this point,
1: right? Uh yeah, thank God we didn't enter that sweepstakes. Which we try again. chose you shows you that the Seahawks are uh, not the dumbest organization on well, the planet. they did
2: try I, though. I mean they did put out feelers for lack of a better phrase. It's probably not a good phrase to use, but that's uh, basically uh, what they did, right? Yeah. Um I swear it's
1: it would be I, I think He's Well, he's saying two things. Like you said, it's like he's not worth the draft capital because he's worth zero draft capital. Because he's...
0: He's not going to play. Gonna
1: much <laughs> yeah. or, or he's going to be cut, so you don't need to trade for him. Either way, that's, he, that's why he hasn't been traded. Because for one thing, now there's rumors again that they're going to cut him. It's like, really? Like, well, I mean, they've got other backup quarterbacks. So it's like, I guess they're happy with that because cut him then. Just you know, get it the, over
2: it, the funny thing about that though is that if if they get if there's a team out there say say the Seahawks are like you know what we'll give you a sixth round draft pick for Baker Mayfield
1: <laughs> exactly what I was thinking
2: yeah and then but we'll also you know we'll pay we'll accept two million dollars of his 18.5 million that he's owed this coming season right. that's a win win for Cleveland right otherwise they're paying him yeah. 18.5 million and the reason he's still on the team is because. I'm assuming that it's clear that they haven't said, "Oh, you need to accept a salary." No team's going to do that. And and this is the Browns we're talking about, so it's a terrible, terribly run organization. But yeah. you know, they they probably could have gotten rid of Mayfield at this point. Who I, I like how they the the ESPN had said, "Oh, they came to a mutual agreement that that he doesn't have to appear at mandatory man- I, I, Yeah, that was mutual. <laughs> Mayfield's agent was like, we're not showing up, you know, and Cleveland's like, we probably don't need you to show up. There we go. Mutual agreement. But it's like if Cleveland were just to just give an ounce a little bit, then he would already be gone. It's really it's clear that they think we're going to trade him and that team's going to take on a salary cap. Well, no, first of all, there's no who who can do that or what team would want to do that when you Cleveland forced their own hand. But if, if he if if Seattle were to offer a six round pick and say we'll pay two million dollars of Baker's salary for this coming season, 100 percent, I'd be in on that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Back back to Sean Alexander, and that
2: wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, he's coming no. back, too. <laughs> I mean, Somebody's <laughs> oh got to take Carson's place. What's your rotation? Yep. We got Rashad Penny. We got Ken Walker and we got uh, Sean Alexander. He's rested. He's ready. He is rested.
1: Uh, But I do like the fact that he's talking about the ceiling, that his ceiling isn't any higher than uh, Drew or Gino. And it's like, okay, his ceiling is higher. But I don't think he meant that as a slight at all to Baker Mayfield. I think he meant that as he likes what he sees in Seattle now, that he believes that they've got the potential to play well. I think they do like they, had, they certainly have the potential to play as well as as Mayfield did last season. He had a terrible season last year, you know, by his standards.
2: Yeah, after so he it, got hurt.
1: Exactly. And that's that's why he, because he kept on playing, which again, Cleveland Browns showed their loyalty to him by, you know, picking up an alleged uh, sexual abuser. And I love, I love how they did their due diligence. I'm, I'm I'm picturing they said, "So did you do it? And he said, nope. And they said, okay, we've done it. <laughs> we started. Clearly, that's what they did.
2: Have you been involved with any trucking companies and maybe withholding money? Nope. Okay. We're going to trade for you.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. What an organization.
2: Yeah. It's run by a crook, and they picked up a crook. Yeah, so. you can you imagine
1: that the, the – well, I know you can imagine the sorrow of being a Cleveland Browns fan. It's,
2: a, it's, it's Not a, because I am a Browns fan, but because I lived I in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. No, it's sad. It's a sad thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah we I, don't
2: know, I, don't know. I it's I'll I'll say this I I was talking to a a long-term Cleveland Browns fan earlier this week not about well not a little bit it was about Baker but it was more about him being a fan of the Browns um and th- this guy's this guy's older a little bit older than both of us but uh so that's how long he's been a Browns fan so he uh you know huge Jim Brown fan he so said he remembers
1: this, when they were good
2: yeah uh, yeah and that's true and actually he said that uh he's he's friends with jim brown he's friends with bernie kozar a bunch of great browns yeah. players right so he said um he said it didn't, hadn't gone the last couple years because they really hadn't had it so much but every year they used to have like some kind of meet and greet you know for people who were like season ticket holders and big whatever, not donors, because they don't have those pros, but whatever, you know, you're involved in the team. So he said he took his grandson, his grandson one year, and his grandson was like five. (laughs) And uh, so uh, Jim Brown was there. Jim Brown used to go every season. And and the grandson's sitting on Jim Brown's lap. And Jim Brown's like, uh, hey, he's like, who's your favorite team? And the grandson (laughs) grandson says, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my God. Yeah. and jim brown jim brown it was a good sport about it and he kind of laughed he's like why is that and the grandson said because they actually win games oh jeez yeah oh. so oh. he said he, the guy said jim brown laughed about it but it was just he was like oh my gosh grandson
1: yes he's like, not in the will
2: <laughs> exactly i was like well so, not wrong
1: so this guy his name is brian syke right that's who it really means. yeah
2: brian syke yeah it's oh actually God. the Raider who intercepted the... No, I'm just kidding. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, all take this. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, when Jamal Adams watches that clip, he was like, oh, they, you can actually catch the ball if they throw it to you? <laughs> so, do you see where Adams had uh, two fingers fused? So he can't... Yeah. I'm thinking he doesn't really... He had two interceptions last year because... But he's had so many, hit him literally square in the chest since he's been on a sea, a Seahawk and he's dropped. So... I mean, if he gets his fingers fused, they won't dislocate for one thing. It's got to be weird to be living just a regular human being life, right? Where you can't bend your fingers. But I'm like, it doesn't really really hurt his ability to catch. Because no offense to Jamal Adams, who's a very unique and can be a great football player. But catching is not his strong suit.
1: Yeah, he had like the anti-Ronnie Lott surgery.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought you meant anti Johnny Depp. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just weird that. Um, did you know that Amber Heard actually cut off Ronnie Lott's finger? A lot of people don't know that that, that happened. Um, people were like, what What are they talking about? It's like <laughs> Ronnie Lott, right? his finger cut off. And, uh, I, I was looking up Joe Montana and Steve Young stats because I was thinking, eh, you know, whatever. I was like bored this week. And I was looking up a whole bunch of stats and Joe Montana was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, from his stats joe joe montana um oh, joe comma montana joe um montana. hannah's dad
1: ah now i know who you're talking about yeah Montana's dad. billy
2: ray montana <laughs> um, so. but uh yeah no it's just just crazy where was i going with all this oh so you i know you haven't been able to go to the movies but we'll, we'll end the show with this all right have you seen... How many of... Maybe all of them. I haven't seen the last... Probably two or three. I don't even know how many, I think there's five now. But have you seen all the Jurassic Park films? And do you want to see the new one?
1: This is the sixth one. Sixth and one. I have I have not seen the new one. I do want to see the new one. Uh, I don't know. It's weird because I've heard from a few people who went to see it. Who generally I trust for their movie views. As in they're not crazy. And they said, oh my god, it's great. But it's really getting ripped by the critics. But But, you know...
2: Who cares? <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, it's the kind of movie that a lot of times gets ripped by the critics. If it's fun, that's what matters, you know. And as long as they don't do anything egregiously stupid in the context of it, like they constantly do in Obi Wan, uh, that's fine. So yeah, I definitely want to see it because I want to see all of the gangs get to back together again. Looks like, looks like it's a lot of fun. So definitely want to see it, and eventually at some point, in the distant far flung future when the dinosaurs are back on the planet, I probably will see it. Have you seen it? and Do you wish to?
2: I I don't know. I I haven't seen it. Um, that would be weird. Have you seen it? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I, don't know have if I, have. I
1: don't
2: hey, There's know. some
1: movies. There's some movies that like, you don't know if you've seen them and you have. Yeah, you know, that happens.
2: I did binge watch um, the last part of this week. Um, Our flag means death. Um, <laughs> and seriously. Which is great if you haven't seen it. It's on HBO, and if it's it's basically it was like I was telling my my child yesterday uh, who, who who you know watches the same things I do. I was like, Oh, Flight of the Concords begat What We Do in the Shadows, begat uh, Our Flag Means Death, because it's the same creators basically, right. the same people. So it's great. Um, I did watch The Northman this week because um, Ethan Hawke. And uh, I don't know if you've seen that, and we watched something else that you can stream, oh we uh the Dumbledore film, yeah. um but getting back to Jurassic park, um I'm not sure man, I haven't seen i, I think I know I saw the first and second one. I don't know if I've seen anything since then. I like Goldblum. Chris Pratt is like eh, you know it depends on the film. I wouldn't go see a film yeah. just because he's in it um but I, I don't know i i, I I don't want to watch the last few movies before I go see this film. So I don't know if I'll see this film in the theater, or even when it's streaming, I guess eventually when it's streaming one day, but I don't know. I mean, I, the first movie was excellent because it was what it was, you know, and the second one was, oh, it hey, okay. And it's like, mm, I don't know if I want to see anything beyond that. Lots of, yeah, I
1: think they kind of, they kind of blend. They Start to just kind of blend in. It's like the, the, the first trilogy is to me is definitely better than than the first two, at least of this second trilogy, the, the, the Chris Pratt, Christ Dallas Howard versions. Um, but I'm glad to see that they brought all the old game back. And as Sam, the funny who is 71, how the hell is that happening to us? <laughs> is uh, had a funny comment talking about how they're, they're shooting a scene and everyone they're all running the old cast the new cast they're all running from these dinosaurs and he's watching everyone he's seeing he talks about how jeff goldblum he's he's still surprisingly in good shape and and you know chris pratt obviously he's in great shape you know they're all so athletic and, and he's and they're all going ahead of him and he said oh my god i'm they're going to write me out of this movie cuz i'm going to get eaten by the dinosaur <laughs> as if it was real i was like yeah like don't worry about it dude
2: but like, 69 jeff goldblum is 69
1: Ah, see, he's got two years. He's got two years. in am Um Jeff Goldblum. I'm sure he likes being that age. He's such a strange, interesting person.
2: He, uh, his children are named Charlie Ocean Goldblum and River Joe Goldblum. Those are pretty awesome names, actually. I, I, I think one thing I don't want to, the one reason I don't want to rush out and see the film is just the trailer was okay. It was, it looks a little bit silly. But it should be because it's got dinosaurs in it. But then when it gets to the Goldblum, uh, and nothing about Goldblum, it's not him. It's the line of, so you lied to a dinosaur or something like that? And I'm like, that's a really lazy line. It's like, really, that's mm-hmm. what they want to feature? Like, mm. mm-hmm. And
1: since, since we're talking about stuff and you mentioned streaming, on, Khan is Marvel. Excellent. Very, very good. Really fun.
2: Is it? Uh, we I haven't. I know what you're talking about, and I'm. We think we might see it. Um, I think it's got pretty decent reviews. Um, of course, we we've watched a bunch of stuff. We watched the latest season of Stranger Things. Uh, I've mentioned the other stuff we stream this week, but Miss um, Marvel. It looks good, and I was just like, I'm not really sure what I'm. What, what's the premise of it? Is it There's just different?
1: Well, Ms. Marvel, she's a—I mean, this is how she was written in the comic, comics, is that she's a young Muslim-American teenager. I think she's like 15 or 16 in the comics. And she's a huge fan of Captain Marvel in the comics. And she—it and doesn't matter how she gets the powers in the comics. It was different in the, in the series. But she gains powers, cosmic powers, so now she's a superhero. But it's also dealing with life as a Muslim-American teenager— and dealing with the home life because it's a different kind of s- structure where there's different expectations. It's so, so well done. And it's not, there's no overt racism against the character. So it's not like hitting you over the head where they're like, oh my God, look at her struggle. It's more of just her struggling to try to just be quote unquote normal. And her parents have a different mindset of the culture of how you're supposed to behave. You know, behave like a proper young lady and all this other stuff because she's a, she's Pakistani. And it's it's so so good. The acting is terrific. It's a funny script. Lots of animation in it, which is very different from their usual presentation, but it totally works in the show. It's really, really good. Yeah,
2: we'll so, have to watch it for sure.
1: Enjoy it. But i, I have, she's awesome. She's just so cool.
2: We have uh, in July we have um we have uh, the second part of Stranger Things. What was it? Season 4 volume 2 or something. And then um What We Do in the Shadows and then in August there's something else coming out. Uh not Mythic Quest. I can't remember. But um anyway, yeah, I mean it's a good time. There's so much as we've mentioned before even though this is the Seahawk show. There's so much good stuff to watch. I mean there's, it's there's so much good stuff to stream that it's easy to miss good stuff. Yeah like, oh, I didn't know that was out there, and now it's gotten to the point, and, and maybe other people are this way, maybe you're this way, but it's like there's so much good stuff, if something comes out like it's every week, like, the, we watch the Orville, which is, it is mm-hmm. it is what it is, but it's coming out every week, so we're like, yeah, we'll just wait, you know, wait until the season's down, then we'll just stream it all. It's like, I, no, I can't, a lot of people
1: like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't have the patience to now be like, okay, well, next week, we'll see what happens, because it's like, then we've watched all this stuff in between. It's, it's like, what happened last week? We have to rewatch last week. So and we we do watch um Mondays we with the It's Always Sunny podcast, which is fucking hilarious. And I just say the F word on the show because I think I get one. Um but we they, every every podcast is about the show, a certain show, and they they're going through season by season. So we'll watch the show and then we'll watch the podcast. I could literally just watch those guys just have dinner and be funny. Um, cause they're, they're friends. I mean, they're kind of like you and I, you know, they're just, they're friends. And, and and it's clear that they were friends long before the show. And it's just like, they were just having fun. Kind um, of
1: like I accept they're talented. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean,
2: they, and they make a lot, I mean, they, we make a little bit more money doing this podcast. I don't like to brag. Um, sure. I got some cat food this week cause I was able to afford it with what I paid. Uh, I got paid for this podcast. I mean, I had to, it was okay. To be honest, the cat food was $8 a bag i was gonna say i had to pay 750 and then the show paid 50 cents 50 cent so um anyway i think i think that's our show by the way if you haven't seen pistol it's really good and then i think easy e is the only dead member of nwa
0: why are you the worst say goodbye